0: This episode was recorded before the End protest in Nigeria. Uh, if you don't know about the End protest, I encourage you to Google it, End S-A-R-S. It's an important movement that's calling for an end to police brutality in Nigeria. Please do check it out and lend your voice or donate your time or money to the movement. It's an important one. welcome to another episode of the one question podcast if you're new to this podcast this is the podcast where i get to ask impressive people just one question my name is busayo yule and this episode is a different one than every other episode we've had in this episode we'll be taking out from where we left off the last time which was when i asked Yewande Uyebo this question so my question is, can you just tell me about how you've made a shift from what I assume to be a non-tech background to like having this stellar career in product ownership? One day went on to answer that question fabulously. Check out the previous episode to see just how amazing it was. And without further ado, this is where we left off last week. Enjoy. You went from not knowing uh, what product own, uh, owner was, what a product owner was to like deciding, okay, now I can learn it. All I need is this kind of curriculum. You just took ownership of that. And I think that's amazing. But what I also found fascinating in your answer is that you went from uh, being a network engineer teacher to like sales, sales of all things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> about this, like, oh my God, I I wouldn't know what to do,
1: what, like, Yeah, sales is hard, like, respect to all the professional salespeople out there, it's Mm -hmm. very difficult, but I think it's something everyone should learn, because it's a skill, actually, anybody can sell, you need to learn how to sell, some people are naturally good at it, but it's a skill, how to, like, qualify your leads, there's a whole, like, pathway to it, and I think if you can do sales, you can transition into any career path, like, right? You can sell yourself in an interview. You can you can sell yourself into things that you have no idea about. Um, you can pitch products, and you're just an eloquent person. You're just an eloquent speaker, even if that's not um, what you are known for. So yeah, and then because with sales you have to think on your feet, and then think through very difficult scenarios like think about I was selling software in Nigeria mm-hmm. I don't know any Niger- Nigerian that has paid money for software before <laughs> Oh my god, that's um, so true. <laughs> yeah, like people don't buy a Microsoft Office or buy Adobe software. No, we download
0: it. you know, I'm not gonna say that on there, you know, but we you <laughs> but know they what, didn't
1: use didn't like that was not popular before and maybe now it is. Yeah. So, yeah, now it is actually. But then in like twenty twelve, uh no. <laughs> no, we are not
0: gonna say that online, but we yeah. you know how we like we either look for the free stuff or the free stuff
1: exactly exactly so everyone is like I will pay money for something I can't see so you have to be creative you have to tell stories you have to talk to strangers you have to be friendly to people care about them Um, think about the psychology of things so yeah from a career in sales you can basically move into a lot of things so I'm very happy for that background
0: mm-hmm. I imagine this really helped when you decided okay to go into you know uh, consulting and then even deciding to apply again to a like a formal company like the idea of you know selling yourself and stuff like that
1: yes yeah that was that was helpful finding clients and tell oh you know I can do this for you and you just you know show them give a proof of concept proof of concept is something in sales also that is now taken into tech so yeah there are a lot of interlapping there's there's something that interlaps you can find a way to interlap um, multiple fields. And I think I may, I put that to my advantage.
0: But, okay, this is fascinating. I mean, proof of concept for hardware and stuff is really easy. But how do you show proof of concept of saying, ah, I'm going to be a good product owner? How, how do you do that? <laughs> like, does it mean you work for free or... <laughs>
1: well it depends depends on who you are talking to and the product for sometimes it means you work for free sometimes it means you just give a little bit of the software sometimes it's a trial version that's a proof of concept um, yeah it just depends on how you want to approach it right sometimes it's showing like showing results from other people from other customers other clients so you're able to prove that this works for this person how this product has changed their life um yeah there are multiple ways around it depending on the your audience okay um so just one final
0: follow-up question how yeah. have you like you You did the consulting you did everything so now you are in germany and uh and, and i think you've worked for two companies here now how yeah. have you made that leap you know you've not just had like a nigerian career you've had like you know an international career, and it's not just a typical path because I know a lot of Nigerians coming here to Germany, for example, are either like you know software engineers, um, things that require you know coding and stuff. And yours is not that path. So how how did you make that leap? Yeah, this is a question I
1: get all the time. <laughs> and I sometimes I feel like my answer is too simple for people. So just to explain it a little bit more. So any anytime someone would ask me, I'll just direct them to this podcast. Um, I think for me, because I was very deliberate, I wanted to be a product manager. That's one. And two, I was also working in an international company already. So when I was my first attempt to be a product manager, I already had mock interviews with product managers in my company who already said no or at least we recruiters right so Mm -hmm. I kind of understood what they were looking for in interviews um I understood like how I put it now you know the way we speak in Nigeria is a little bit different the way you approach people is different I kind of understood like body language what they were looking for and I was very deliberate that, you know what, I want to work for another international company, either in Nigeria or out of Nigeria. Eventually I decided decided on out of Nigeria and then I also made a plan for it. So I think the first thing I did, I started talking to people that had moved from Nigeria to um other companies. I also started to other countries, sorry. Um, I also started talking to people that were working remotely and asking them, oh, how did you find your job? Um, What do you do in there? How's your interview process? So initially, I also wanted to work remotely from Nigeria. And then I started interviewing for remote companies. But then I saw that some of these remote companies were um, also like taking people like there's some developers that had been hired. I also heard about developers that had been hired from Nigeria to Germany, to the US, to the UK. And I'm like, these people don't have two heads, right? So what are they doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> what's these companies? What What's their culture? That's another thing. So it's not every company that does that. But I noticed that companies were moving a lot to diversity and looking for like um rare talent. I put that in the air quotes, right? So I started targeting these companies. Um, I started applying to them. I started looking at people that apply to them and people that are working in this company. Ask them, oh, how was your interview process? What's your CV like? Um, I was having mock interviews with a lot of hiring partners, and this whole process took me—it took me over a year, actually, or about a year, right? With a lot of trial and error, um, work like talking to people, asking them how things are done, having a getting a lot of no's, but at least getting my leg in the front door. So I'll apply and then just get to the interview, the HR screening phase. And before they say no, I'll make sure we have an, a proper interview so I know how to interview with these people. So, yeah, it was a lot of, like, learning. Um, And I also had – so I had a backup plan because I wasn't completely unemployed. I had a business that I was doing. So I could take my time to really look at this and then practice properly. So it was a lot of trial and error. Um, I found my job through – Um, one of the sites that also hires remote workers and software engineers and then I also this is where sales also came in because I positioned myself I'm a product owner I work with software engineers Um, I've learned technical skills I've done a lot of technical certifications also Um, Mm -hmm. yeah if they can hire software engineers and bring them into the country why can't they hire me directly so Mm -hmm. I would also challenge the people that say oh we can hire you because you're from Nigeria right so why can't you hire me now if you have a Nigerian software engineer in this company so yeah I guess I think I've said a lot of things (laughs) well I'm sure one of these ones clicked yeah that
0: was a good pitch I mean why can't you hire me you already have a Nigerian uh software engineer like what was the difference now there's no there's no core difference which is kind of amazing i've never thought of it in in that way before like you know people uh i recall there was one um that was actually where where we met that was uh there's a meetup where people were talking about you know bringing uh uh, tech people from Nigeria because you know they can code and stuff Mm -hmm. but no one was talking about the other part of the the whole harm of tech you know design yeah um, and stuff and I remember uh, someone was challenging the guy what about other uh, these other people right because there's no other reason
1: right there's no reason why, no reason why we can't get like an HR person from Nigeria if mm-hmm. you already have a Nigerian in the company. So, like, what's the difference? What do you need from this Nigerian HR person that you can't get? And if you can clearly state what you need, then the person can upskill. So I was I was hearing what they actually needed. Um, yeah, and I was trying to upskill. I was actually learning French at some point because people were saying product managers have to be bilingual. I was in Alliance Frances for a while. <laughs> yeah, so I was looking at what are my gaps? What are my international gaps? And I recognize that with the Nigerian education, it's really good, but sometimes we do have some gaps, right? We do have, sometimes it might be communication gaps. Sometimes for some companies, it might even be your accents, if we're being realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be that you're not, Multilingual, also outside African languages. So you just you need to actually ask for these gaps and look for ways you can fill it. Sometimes it just it's just that it's hard for you to get a visa. You need to how can you get a visa to this country if the company says they oh you're good enough but we can't um, we can't get you a visa right? So there are just so many ways. Look for the gaps and try to yeah, fill definitely. it. Yeah, of course, legally yeah.
0: anything you hear from this podcast is legal. <laughs> that should that should be a disclaimer right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So wow, you and they, I actually think this is gonna be like a two part episode. I'm gonna like you know put it into because this is this has been a wonderful, wonderful talk. So uh, I have to say thank you so much for coming on today and answering my question. It's
1: been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I knew I knew I was going to talk a lot, but yeah, I enjoyed. No, no, it. I, I love it. Like,
0: like it was, you know, with material that you can't just you know. Like, I love this. You know, the 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 openness. The, I knew we're gonna make a good podcast, so I'm glad you came <laughs> <did> on. <laughs> yes. And that's it for this episode, people. In this episode, we've learned that you have to use every tool in your toolkit when transitioning into tech or into product management. If you've got sales experience, use it, sell yourself. If you've got any kind of experience, tell the people you've got this and that could be an asset. And uh, talk to the people who who already have the kind of jobs you want, talk to them. Try to figure out uh, what kind of gaps you have and how to fill it. You know, you have to be proactive about this whole process, you can not just relax. You want the job, you go for it. So thank you so much for tuning in this episode. Until next time, my name is Busayo Uwale. Have a great week.